0: Are you ready to live the all-in life? Then welcome to the All In Podcast Show, sharing the defining moments of impact-driven entrepreneurs, industry pioneers, and transformative leaders as they showcase their defining moments and went all-in on their business and found true success. From the early steps in their journey to the moment they truly took their commitment to their life and business to another level, we'll give you the insight you need to go all-in on your dream life. Now here's your host, Daniel Giordano.
1: Excited today to share with you uh, a message from Jason Van Orden. I'm, li- I'm interested to hear his journey. Welcome to the show, Jason. Yeah. Hey, Daniel. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. You're welcome. I'm, I'm excited now to hear a little bit about your history. Um, I know you shared earlier with me where you're from originally, but I'd like to hear your upbringing. Right. I always like to start from our roots. Like, you know, what uh-huh. was life like growing where you grew up and and all yeah. that.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, so as I mentioned to you right before we got on here, I grew up in Alaska, which is not a usual thing. I always get some interesting questions and looks uh, when I when I mentioned that, you know, I can remember being in elementary school in winter, and I'd go in the morning, get dropped off by the bus, and it's pitch dark, because it's mm-hmm. like, you know, and then go to school, maybe have one recess in the middle of the day. And then by the time I was getting on the bus to go home again, it was dark again, right? It's like mm-hmm. the cold, dark winters of Alaska. Um, but you know, it, it was a wonderful place to to grow. Up, um, that's for sure. And then, um, you know, I moved all 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 over the place growing up, which I think was a pretty key thing in my upbringing. Just because, you know, that times I'd be uprooted from my friends and my roots and where I was and have to start all over again with new friends, just because my dad was kind of a wanderer. And, and, uh, you know, one, he had a bit of that rebel spirit goes on way, which also has influenced, um, you know, who I am, as well. He was a teacher and educator. Uh, I think of myself as such, too, even though I'm an entrepreneur, a consultant, uh, you know, teaching is something I've always really loved doing. Right. Um, you know, and then I, I get the kind of creative side, I think, from my my mom, who's, you know, been a, a guitar player. player. Player, a creative thinker. So, I don't know. Those are some of the things in my background that have uh, formed who I am
1: today. Of course, I can go any more of that if you want, but yeah, my Alaska upbringing. Right, so I'm sure you have plenty of great stories, right, of your upbringing there, right? So
0: Yeah, like the time I almost got hit by a moose when I was riding my bike. I, <laughs> yeah.
1: I, like, I, I, <laughs> right.
0: Thankfully, I hit the brakes. I heard this loud clatter, hit the brakes, and about five seconds later, a baby moose whoosh, across the, the dirt lane I was biking on, and then thankfully, I didn't start going right away because then the mother came <laughs> running right behind it and then down into the, the river next to me, but yeah, there's some exciting stories growing yeah, up in Alaska.
1: Yeah, I'm sure Yeah, we could probably create a whole nother show off of that, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. (laughs) uh good stuff so so from the you know time obviously growing up there and then making the transition to uh you know adulthood and starting your journey what did that look like you know once you stepped out into the world and and uh, decided you know what path did you go did you go to college did you you know start your first mm-hmm. business at a young age yeah so I, I i'm not one of those people that has like a really
0: entrepreneurial story from you know i didn't start a lemonade stand or go to door to door selling those <laughs> right. candy bars or anything um it was a little bit of a circuitous path ending up as an entrepreneur i mean i always just thought yeah i'll go to college i will get a good job and and uh, you know do work till i'm i'm retired kind of thing right um but he, it, it didn't take long to realize I wasn't really meant to, to work for, for somebody else. I, I went to, to five years of college to get uh, an engineering degree, an electrical engineering degree. I also studied a little bit of guitar while I was there as well, which is why I was there for five years. And um, coming out of it, I thought I found what was going to be a dream job. I was working for a company that made uh, guitar effects pedals for guitarists and so i thought hey this is awesome i'm a musician i'm a guitarist i also have a good engineering job and i get to work kind of you know adjacent to the music industry but it turned out to be like you know i I think any any corporate job and um i needed a way out of there so i only spent three years as an engineer um, and ended up just quitting my job cold turkey actually wasn't even totally certain of what I was going to do didn't have any mechanism immediately in place to make money uh, I dove into real estate investing just because I'd been reading I'd been reading for like a year or two I drive to my job you know like I had this like old 80s Buick I would bought off of my parents who they bought off my grandma and my backseat was always just littered you know one of these bench seats just littered with audio tapes and stuff I'd got from the library so I listened to rich dad poor dad and you know lot lots of those types of books and investing came up all the time. And so that's what I thought I was going to do is real estate investing. And so I I dabbled in that first when I, when I jumped ship um, in 2003 from my engineering job, but that's kind of how that transition happened. And even at that point, you know, entrepreneurship wasn't even quite on my radar. I thought I was going to be a real estate investor.
1: Right. Okay. So, so just to clarify, because for, for those listeners that may be listening saying, what's an audio tape, right? (laughs) Right. right you and i know what that is right yeah um you know and those those that would transition that into okay a dvd but even that is kind of gone by the wayside right yeah. so today'd be a is,
0: podcast on an iphone yeah. for bluetooth <laughs> to right. my you know i don't know my subaru outback or something right, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely it's always fascinating some of the some people look at me with their head like what, what did you just say right like, tape what is that yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. so um so it's funny stuff, right? Uh, but shows our age, right? Um, you know, so from the from the time you made that decision, then to you know, go down the path of real estate investing, like, you yeah, know, what, what did that look like when you made the decision there?
0: Yeah, totally. So uh, I got involved in the local real estate investing kind of community, right? There's an association, a club, kind of like meetup of people. Mm-hmm. And uh, c- concurrently with all my studies of trying to figure out how to get out of the nine to five, I'd also been studying a lot of marketing because I had a band, a rock band at the time, which was something else I was also serious about. I thought, hey, maybe there's a chance I'll make that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I bring that up because it was learning marketing for my band that showed me, oh, I like marketing and I actually have a pretty good mind for it. And so I dove into studying all kinds of direct marketing, copywriting, um, dabbling in, in online marketing, what there was of it back in 2003. And that, uh, that was a big eye-opening thing for me because a lot of my real estate investing colleagues started asking me for marketing advice. Like they knew how to put the deals together, but they didn't always know how to find the buyers, the sellers in order to make the deals. And so I'd give them advice about, you know, using mail campaigns, writing good copy, how to, how to you know, effectively get inbound leads coming in. Um, and the reason why that was such a significant, significant thing for me is I essentially started branching into consulting at the time, but this was still one-to-one and, and somewhere in consuming all of my marketing tapes, again, tapes, it was like, it was CDs and tapes at the time. So <laughs> I, I came across this idea, you know, a lot of these were, I started realizing as buying them online, I realized, oh, these are like, somebody held a seminar, uh, in-person seminar, recorded it, and now they just have a product that they sell. And so I thought, well, I can, I can do that. So I decided to rent out a room in a community college locally and had a capacity of 25 people. And I marketed it to through snail mail to the real estate investors association that I was part of at the time, 80 people ahead or so on the list. And I got 25 people to show up. And by the end of the day, I'd made $8,000. It was like, you know, a, a brain dump of me sharing marketing advice, specifically for real estate investors. And mm-hmm. I recorded the whole thing. So I had to have that as a product. And by the end, I made $8,000. And that was just, you know, that was it for me. I was like, okay, this is awesome. I just got paid well to teach. And I love teaching. I didn't want to go be a professor because I just end up being in another institution, organization as a mm-hmm. cog in a wheel, right? But this was an opportunity to make good money, have freedom, and teach at the same time. So I started selling that program locally um, to those who weren't able to come to the, the workshop. And then I started selling it online so I could reach more people. And this was, you know, 2004 at this point, I was just using forums and things. We had no social media, no YouTube, none of of that, right? And uh, that started working well for me. And in my efforts to find new ways to market my course, I stumbled upon the word podcasting in an email newsletter that I was subscribed to. And I'd never heard the word before. So I, this is now January 2005, I went searching inside of Google for podcasting. Um, Google tried to correct me because it didn't know what the word podcasting was mm-hmm. yet either. It said, "Did you mean?" You know, just put something else in there for me. Right. But I, I finally found a few a handful of very you know kind of geeky technical blog posts. You know, talking about new RSS feed specifications and downloading of MP3 enclosure, like all the geek side of it. As an engineer, you know, I was able to understand all that. As a musician, audio guy, I knew how to do all the audio parts. As like a business marketing, as a marketing mind and a teacher, I was like, "Okay, this is awesome. This new medium to to contact." people. So I made a decision then I'm like, I want to be an expert in podcasting. This is actually what I would love to teach. I want to figure out how to, uh, I want to figure out how to uh, use this for business purposes and then teach people how to do that as well. So I started three podcasts at the time, one about podcasting, um, one it was about New York City, which I just moved to, and this is now in 2005, and one about internet business with a friend of mine, and we just had conversations kind of as a like, two-person mastermind every once in a while, and we would... Um, and we would just, you know, chat about what we were working on, and we decided, well, let's turn it into a podcast. Let's record our conversations, and we'll put it out. We don't see any internet business podcasts yet. Let's be the first, and so we did. We started the first, um, and probably maybe out of best, uh, you know, good timing, maybe out of I don't know, having a voice that, uh, you know, a particular approach and voice that people liked, found refreshing at the time. The audience grew uh, steadily over the next couple of years, and pretty soon we had a coaching business on our hands. And then that turned into a digital course business, teaching entrepreneurs um, how to get started in online business. Because both of us, I had w- been selling my services and my uh, my real estate course online. My friend had been doing uh, things on eBay, and uh, and then for the next decade, we had a very successful. it was a you know top ten rated podcast for many years. I had eight million over eight million downloads, and we sold a lot of a lot of courses through that. Um, then a few years ago, I uh, decided you know, to, to retire from that business. I was just ready for some new things. But um, anyway, those are the breadcrumbs. To go back to your question, those are the breadcrumbs that led me to a more entrepreneurial um, way of, of thinking. And I had no idea when I quit my job that podcasting would even be a thing. I had no idea that you know teaching entrepreneurs would be something I'd enjoy so much. Um, I was just doing my best to to find some increased freedom and fulfillment for myself. But uh, there's a great Steve, Job quotes, uh, Steve Jobs quote about this, I think. It's like, you can never see the breadcrumbs looking forward. You can only see them looking back. That's not the exact quote, but something to that effect, right? And he's like, this is one of the most important pieces of, of advice or wisdom that I've followed in my life. And I, I think it's a really powerful little nugget of, of wisdom to remember when pursuing right. your path. So that's,
1: that's the path that brought me to entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneurship. Right. Okay, so in that journey, right, uh, you know, there's always, uh, sometimes that might be some setbacks, Wait, so, You know, are there any, any challenges you had as you continue to grow that? Um, actually, none at all. It's been pretty smooth sailing for the last 15 knots. Right. <laughs> right. I'd
0: be like the only right. person. All right, I'm buying your next already. course, right? Right. No. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, plenty of them, They're trying to figure, you know, trying to find, uh, the the right audience, trying to figure out what products to sell, which I, and you know, having money em- embezzled from me, having you know, you, there's all these things that come uh, come up. Um, let's see, to give a, a couple specifics, I mean, it was it was tough diving into the podcasting thing at first because nobody knew what it was, right? There was a real uphill battle and kind of educating people. It wasn't like there were a lot of people out there um, looking for, hey, how do I start a podcast? Not like t- today. I was going off of spec- you know, basically um, banking on the fact, gambling on the fact that that would become something that was uh, bigger. So, I mean, that was one real challenge that I dealt with was just believing in this idea when I had no reason really to believe in it other than that I was really fascinated and curious um, about it. So, you know, I just started creating content and being consistent and putting my stuff out there and got a small audience. Um, And it took a while, but then, you know, one day you've got somebody emailing you and saying, can I interview you for a thing? And another day someone emails you and says, you know, do you want to write a book or speak at a conference? And then just like these things start snowballing. So um, I, I think one of the biggest challenges is just that that consistency and belief. Um, you know, I certainly fall victim to my fair share of doubts and fears and things even now today, I, you know, I don't want to say that it was just smooth sailing in the end, but um, it's those transitional, you know, transformative transitional moments in in you know, when I'm reading the next, seeing the most recent breadcrumb and deciding where to focus my efforts next, um, you know, that's been, that's been challenging at times. And
1: sometimes it takes a real leap of faith to to move forward in the chosen direction. Right. Okay. That's awesome. Right. And it's always fascinating to hear no matter what level of success you've had, you know, everybody obviously has a different right. definition of that. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have our challenges, you know, our fears, our doubts and, uh, you know, am I on the right track or, you know, am I, am I doing the thing, you know, how how could I do this better? You know, so you're not alone with that. Right. And, uh, you know, for those listening, you know, just know that you're in the right place. If you're even here listening, right. Like it's just a, just it's part of life there's going to be some you know uh, some things that come and that you know they supposedly make us better right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right right it doesn't feel good at the time sometimes <laughs> yeah but you can, you can see the lessons afterwards that's for sure right yeah that's good so um so for somebody that that is uh listening to this and they're in that place where you know because you had a clear path of like you know uh, real estate investing, and you just happen to fall into this place of, I'm going to say fall in, but you you had some idea, but you'd started to test some things around the education piece and training and stuff. Mm-hmm. But if somebody's in that place of like, they're maybe thinking about losing a job, you know, uh, well, it could be losing a job these days, right? Losing a job or they, they want to leave a job. They want to go do something different than where they're at, or they're already in that beginning phase of trying to figure some things out. What would be some words of wisdom you'd share with them?
0: Yeah, you know, I think one of the most important things you can do is to figure out what audience you want to serve, what audience you're like uniquely positioned to serve with your uh, story perspective, your expertise, uh, you know, the things that you want to to bring to the world. And, you know, I didn't necessarily think of it this way or realize it at the time, but in, in a lot of ways these breadcrumbs that led me to where I am now, at each point, I was just kind of looking for new ways to create value for people. You know, mm-hmm. So going back to the whole, I quit to be a real estate investor, but then all my colleagues started asking me for marketing advice. It's like, oh, well, here's a place that I can offer a lot of value with some knowledge that I have, some experience that I that I have. And if you start everything in your in your business by identifying that audience and then really getting to know well, What's top of mind for them? What, what are they thinking about every day when they go to sleep, when they wake up, uh, when they go to sleep at night, when they wake up in the morning? What's the language they use to describe those problems, those aspirations, the challenges that are, that are holding them back? And then, you know, find a, a way that you can, Um, solve that. And that's what entrepreneurs do, right? We create value that others will invest their time, money, and energy in um, because it's going to help them achieve some kind of future state, you know, whether that's getting away from something they don't want anymore in their life or going towards something that they want more of. Um, And so it's keeping your ear to the ground and and having those conversations and looking for those opportunities to create value, particularly where you're really well-suited to to do so. Um, And then the messaging and the product choice and, you know the choice of marketing strategies to use gets a lot easier because you're you come from this place of of having the deepest understanding possible of who it is you want to reach and and then make choices accordingly. Um, so that's one of the most important pieces of advice that I can give anybody starting out is start with thinking about the audience, not necessarily the topic or the niche or the product idea. Start with who the intended customer is that you
1: want to help. Great. Great uh, insights there. Right. Um, based on, I'm sure your personal experience.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, t- well, totally. Right. And it's, uh, and you know, it's, it's really cool when I work with clients and I encourage them, you know, first of all, to really narrow down to get specific, but then I ask them to go and like have five to 10 conversations with people who fit that definition of that audience. Mm -hmm. And it's really, it's always exciting and interesting to see these clients come back and be excited because they've, they're like, wow, okay, yeah, I've totally, um, you know, I had some ideas, but I've learned some new things. This has gotten me all excited about helping this type of person because they're sharing questions and problems that I know I can solve. Um, And so it's, it's a, it's really, it's really confidence boosting as well, I think, to come from that kind of place, not only just sound business strategy, but, um, from a mindset point of view too, that, that approach works really
1: w- well, um, right. too. Okay. Perfect. So from a, um, perspective of, you know, you've noticed, I'm sure over the years, there's times where you're, uh, more effective and product, product, you know, productive, right. Mm-hmm. If I could say the word, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and then there's times probably where maybe you're struggling. Right. Um, and I think some of this could tie in with what you just shared there, but I'm just wondering for you, like. Uh, is there a specific routine or things that you do that gets you um, more juiced up to, you know, do what you do every day to go out and impact lives?
0: Yeah, um, I mean, there's a few different things I, I kind of keep in my my toolkit in moments. I mean, of course, you know, you say routine, and we think of okay, the things that we do in the morning, and I I have a few morning routine kind of things. I you know I do them most of the time, but you know, to just name kind of two or three things that I use, maybe even throughout the day. In fact, just before getting on uh, to, to record this, um, podcast episode with you. Um, I had been, you know, I've been sitting here just kind of banging my head over and looking for the right angle or idea or way to approach a new campaign for something that I'm, I'm launching here in the next, uh, in the next month. Mm-hmm. Um, and I finally just reminded myself that, you know, the more I just sit here at the computer and try to figure it out, it's, you know, the harder it's actually going to be, I need to zoom out. And so what that looked like for me was to get up from my desk, go outside and go for a walk. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I just, I meditated. I mean, med, I am I'm, I love meditation. I'm not saying I'm like this perfect everyday meditator. I'm always working to make it a better practice. But I did like five, 10 minutes of meditation. Then I stood up and started going around uh, the park you know, across the street from me. And just kind of thinking through so, you know, until... And, and then I did, whereas I'd been sitting here for an hour trying to figure it out and nothing was coming within 10 minutes, like stuff started coming up for me. Um, sometimes I'll get up and I'll go take a shower and just start thinking about the thing because it's like something about being in the shower. I think we all have these moments. Maybe it's when you're doing dishes where it just, it occupies that one part of your brain of your being just enough, but then frees up the other. Plus I'm sure the physical activity, the change of environment, um, that's one of the most important important things that I can say is to, to set aside that time and recognize when you got to zoom out, think uh, higher level, think strategy, brainstorm ideas, and not it productivity doesn't necessarily mean your butt has to be in a seat grinding out the work and, you know, writing or talking to people or selling or whatever. Right. It, it also looks a, a lot of different ways too. And sometimes that's just, um, Giving yourself some space to to think, um, so that that's one of the biggest things that I think um, is important for me. The other one I throw in there is is journaling, um, and honestly, this one's a little bit newer for me, but I've been doing it for a while now. Um, I picked it up during the when the pandemic started. Um, and that's, and actually for me, it looks like just free writing in the morning over two or three pages of my journal. And it's really messy. I don't worry about needing to go back and read it or anything like that. But, uh, you know, I picked this idea from uh, Morning Pages by Julia Cameron, Artist Way. and um, And it... <sighs> It actually is, yeah, really, I find that I am refreshed. I don't know if it's just the unloading of stuff that might be sitting there in my brain, sometimes an idea will pop out. Um, You know, I keep a pad of paper where I can write a legible thing. If something does come to mind that I've written down, like, ooh, I should do that, or that's an interesting idea. Um, But again, that's just another example of knowing, you know, what are these practices that kind of put me in the right mode or state of thinking and flow. and, you know, when I finished my walk, I, I came back here for the, the interview, and I've already got two ideas that I'm really excited to jump on as soon as we get done speaking here, um, because I just went and walked until finally something came to me, right? right. Um, so that, that's my advice when it comes to
1: productivity. That's great. You know, it's always fascinating to hear that. Is like, you know, we all have these own, you know, whether it's a routine or just a way to break up the, you know, the monotony of being in front of the screen, you know, because obviously mm-hmm. we're in front of screens much more these days right and and uh, you need that break to kind of you know kind of shake things up so thanks for sharing that Mm -hmm. yeah Um, yeah so um what are what's some exciting things that you're working on as far as like the vision of where you want to go over the course of the next year or even your life vision like have you thought that far out
0: oh absolutely no this is a great question i love it so um You know, I mentioned that a few years ago, maybe it's been five or six now, I stepped away from uh, Internet Business Mastery, which was that podcast and business I started in 2005, and I wanted to kind of shift into something else. So I thought back over, you know, it was fun helping new entrepreneurs get started and find freedom. But what I also really stuck out for me thinking over those, those years in that business was that I loved, uh, and it sounds like this is like you too, I loved working with people who felt driven by a a real story or purpose that they wanted, you know, they wanted a business, they wanted to make money, have freedom, but they also, at the core of it, they had to get this thing out into the world. Um, And that, you know, when I asked myself, you know, when, when was I most fulfilled in that business, it was knowing that I was helping those things get out there. So then I made a decision, it's like, okay, well, I want to, I'm going to take all this knowledge I have from now, uh, what is you know, 16, 17 years of digital marketing and launching courses and online media, and I want to start helping the best ideas find, and the people with the best ideas, find the, the people and the problems that they can serve best, that they can serve most, mm-hmm. to, to reach more of those people, to package it up in a new way. You know, a lot of great consultants or coaches or authors or academics out there. You know, with original research or a methodology or a perspective that can really significant, significantly impact people's lives, but they don't always know how to wrap it in the right language or you know, the right uh, marketing or content strategy to grow the audience and attract the audience or, or how to package it up in new ways so that they um, don't have to use their time one-to-one to make money, but now they can help more people with like online courses and digital courses. So to answer your question, my vision is a world in which we have more of those people solving the problems that we have in the world because there are a lot of problems that we have to solve in the world. And the analogy that I use is we've got uh, Spotify, right, for music. Um, I love talking about music because I'm a musician as well. If you want to hear jazz klezmer music, Spotify is going to give you an option. In fact, it's going to give you multiple options. That's very specific, right? It's like jazz klezmer fusion music. It's there for you. So now, you know, that's, that's the nature of the internet. This is what we call the long tail. It's like infinite shelf space of all these opportunities out there. Well, that's for music. Now imagine it's, it's um, you know, a person who has a particular challenge in their life, something they want to overcome, something they're aspiring to. And somebody out there is just this like perfect match for them to learn from or gain the right guidance or belonging or insight from, right? And so it's like the Spotify of ideas. I'm not saying I have a platform for this, but I I like thinking that I'm I'm trying to help build out more people who confidently stand up and in a very strategic successful way, share their ideas so that that one person can find the equivalent of jazz, klezmer, fusion music for them when it comes to solving an issue or achieving a goal that's important to them, right? We all wanna do business with or associate with people whose values that we, we we resonate with, that we feel like, yeah, you're, you're like me. I could, I could see myself hanging out with you or being a friend. So it's like, great, more of those people out there being found by the right people, the more problems that we solve. And, uh, and I think it's just a great kind of groundswell way to create some transformation in the world. Um, so how am I doing that? Well, my vision is to create the absolute best frameworks um, for thought, scalable thought leadership. How do you take ideas and really scale them out um, and I love turning things into frameworks. I found that's just the way my brain naturally works. Something that people depend on me is to be able to give them like, here's, here's the way to look at this thing to solve that problem, or here's the, the, the process that can pull that idea out of you, or here's the thing to arrive at the, uh, you know, whatever decision. And so uh, the last several years, I've just been building out all these in my consulting practice and my, my masterminds and my coaching. And um, eventually, I would love to have, you know, people, multiple coaches and trainers teaching this stuff and maybe have, you know, centers in various places. You know, maybe, maybe a business like Strategic Coach, Dan Sullivan's um, company, something like that, you know, where... Um, where my ideas are scaling out in a bigger way and helping other people scale their ideas out as well. So that's, that's the vision of what I'm doing. And, uh, um, right now, and and I I thrive personally, I thrive teaching in person. Uh, so sorry, not necessarily in person, but directly with people. I love working like with groups, whereas my last business was digital courses. It is just all digital courses. It was like the consummate, you know, quintessential, lifestyle business, free me up so I can do whatever I want, spend time with my family, which I love doing too. But I found that what I was missing and I really thrive at is being in either the virtual real room with a group of people and facilitating with them them through a, a process. And so I do a lot of that now, you know, putting together and I love being that kind of a connector and facilitator. So, um, you know, I, I, I see myself just creating cohorts and I'm always looking for ways in my business so I can, uh, manage even more of these cohorts of people, both to scale my business, but also to help um, more more people as well. So um, that's what I enjoy doing is running these group coaching programs and
1: masterminds right now to share those frameworks and continue improving them. And then we'll see where it all goes. I love it. That's a that's a uh, powerful message and mission, right? To go out and impact people and help them get their, you know, thoughts and ideas out to, you know, uh Right in that ripple effect. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And fun stuff. So how do um, you know, as we close out here, how do, how do people find out more about you?
0: Uh, well, you can certainly, if, if any of this stuff's resonating with you, I'd love it if you um, go to jasonvanorden.com and if you click on the podcast up in the button up in the newsletter, I mean, clearly, if you're listening to this, you probably like podcasts. I've got a podcast on my own where I like talking about these topics of scalable thought leadership. So I'd invite anybody to come and check that out. Um, And if you want to get some of my other content on this topic, just go to
1: jasonvo.download and that'll point you in the right direction as well. All right. Perfect. Well, thank you for taking the time to be here today. I greatly appreciate you sharing your message with the world and much continued success.
0: My pleasure. Thank you, Daniel. We want to thank you for being all in with us on today's episode of the All In Podcast Show. For more information and resources based on today's discussion, as well as ways to connect to our guests, head to allinpodcast.com. That's available
1: exclusively on allinpodcast.com.